It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Don't Know About That, silent podcast coverage of U.S. Survivor. Today, we'll be covering Episode 8, Following a Dead Horse to Water, otherwise known as The Return of the Auction. A fan favorite is back. We are so excited to finally have the auction back. Best day of my life, quickly destroyed by the results of this photo, but we have a much better result of who is our guest, another fan favorite here to return, the one and only Omar Zahir. Kaka, kaka, the bird, the bird season, the bird boy calls. And Yay! obviously, when you called, I'll answer. Thank you so much for coming, Omar. Mm-hmm. I am so happy to have you back. Yeah. Last time you were here was the 43 finale, which was a fantastic <laughs> what a time. episode, which was, an, which was quite a time. But yeah. I am so glad that we're back for uh, probably a more celebratory occasion, I would say, for the fandom as oh, a Oh, are whole. you a Kelly hater? 
I am never, I would never, the, let the record show I was devastated on my knees. Like, no, it was awful. It was awful. But there is a part of me that is a very big fan of Jake. I know I'm standing a man right now, so I was also kind of glad not to lose him. So, like, there's a lot of mixed feelings here. It's hard when you like a whole cast, you know? Very true. And I actually think this is possibly one of the like most likable casts of all time i will say so i think that that especially is very difficult this season and also i was supposed to do this a few weeks ago all right you you first asked me a few weeks ago but i'm glad that i couldn't do it then because i would much rather cover the auction i i think this was yes you said no ask Mm -hmm. me in a few weeks and i said okay auction episode and look how well it lined up absolutely yeah, I didn't. I skipped dinner for this. I said I'm gonna eat my dinner cold because I'd rather talk about the auction. Oh, did you have to uh, collect bamboo to pay for your auction food or for your dinner? Or <laughs> yes, this- exactly. And yes. then Uber Eats accepted them in the bamboo, so I didn't even have to. I love um, when they open do them that. up or count it. You know, yeah, so sweet. I am so excited to talk about all. Wait, of do this, you think that but- people are just gonna carry around? bushels of cash and bamboo instead of wallets now is that the new is that the evolution of our society i kind of hope so because like my wallet is very wide because i have a lot of like membership cards and there i really mm-hmm. need to look through my wallet but it's just like that's a that's a tomorrow problem and then it turns into a tomorrow problem again yes. you know how it goes yeah. but i'm wondering if like with my bag situation with like the types of purses that i have if like a bamboo shoe would be the more convenient choice in there because I do like carrying around cash. I don't know how you feel about cash, but I don't. I hate cash personally. But if I was carrying it in a bamboo shoot, that might be more. Say. Yes, I think. And that actually, might... what people people don't know that like the major holiday for Muslims is Eid, and on Eid, um, you get wads, you like you get cash, like that's like the present that you get as a younger anybody older than you in your family gives you cash. So that's actually that's the only way in which I have cash ever. And then I usually re-gift it to my mom because she prefers cash for her birthday or that's the cash money that I have and it's so useful. So that's the one time that I do appreciate it. I love that. I'm learning so much today. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh my. But I was, I am definitely a cash girly because I like knowing how much money I have in front of me, like mm-hmm. being able to do like the the confessionals where they are able to like count the money to see how much they have. I never have that much money because I right. am a poor, but uh, I, it was still, you know, it, there was a little nostalgia in there and I myself am uh, pro having cash on me. I just hate not knowing how much money I have and like logging right. into my bank to check and math, you know, it's just like, oh, oh wow. We are so opposite. I love <laughs> math. Math is my favo. I guess that makes sense since you're a vet. I feel like you have to do math at some point. No, um, I guess not as much as you'd think, but I have always loved math. You know, I did a statistics minor for funsies and, um, you know, I, I feel bad that I've lost all those skills, but we can add up. We could do some addition of the players today and all their money and all the game moves they made and subtraction of Kelly. So we're practicing it in our own way today. They did make me do a lot of adding and subtracting here. votes. Yeah. They did make me have to do a lot of math here, especially when it came time to actually vote at tribal council. Uh, 
terrible time for me. I was I was struggling. I was really <laughs> on the struggle bus trying to figure out who was going home with all of these votes here. Yeah, it's also um, hard when they don't let a lot of people vote at one time anymore. <laughs> So then you're like, wait, how, shouldn't it be over by now after three votes? No? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I, I can just imagine Emily's mind was spinning at like 100 miles an hour at this point because like there was a lot going on here. I, I hate that they had, though, uh, for everything in the auction, I loved 90% of it. I hate the rule about, the person with the most money at the end loses yeah. their vote. I feel like that was just unnecessary for what this challenge is, you know? Right. I mean, I personally, whew, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm, I don't hate losing a vote. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it works out for you as yeah. we have seen. However, I also loved, I just loved having the auction back. I think that that was the nostalgic mm -hmm. factor. We've been missing it. Um, sometimes Survivor does that thing where it's like one thing happens and it's like never again. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. but like maybe just take a step back and like realize that, yeah, maybe one world didn't work because of the cast you had rather than the concept, which is actually quite interesting. And also if you're playing one world, and then you divide them into two different tribes and then move them to two different beaches, that's not really one-worlding it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. So things like that, but I, 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 as JP would say. So it's great that they brought back um, the auction, but you know, I have to say I'm not as high on the mechanics of it as everybody else seems to be. What part of it are you not as high Almost on? Almost like everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I will say though, remember, I'm trying to big brain it a little bit, right? So I'm like, you know what, there's always that's going to be need to be an evolution in the game to make it more interesting. So yes, start off with this um, basic, basic uh, auction that has many holes in it. And then let's build up to something greater in future seasons, in my opinion. But mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of fun for them to have different amounts, but then the actuality and how that played out made it a little bit less interesting in the bidding situation because people could just outbid somebody immediately off the jump and they were incentivized to bid all of their money because yeah. the loot, the, you know, whoever had the most money would lose their vote. So then all of a sudden there's no actual bidding. Like there's yeah. no bidding wars, which is the point of the auction. You know what I mean? So I yeah. didn't really like like that. I also did not like that there were, oh, I'm going to get canceled for this. I didn't like there were no advantages. But I just think that there's so there's such an interesting way to put in an advantage. You don't have to do it in the standard mechanism, you know? Yeah. Um, even if they did it in the standard mechanism, when you have an unknown auction endpoint, what if what if the advantage was item 13 and you're waiting for it and it never comes? You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's Ooh. interesting to me. Or what if it's hidden in the little candy jar that Drew bought? That, you know? yes. That's what that I would want. Be very Survivor Australia of them. They have yes. hid, hid twists in uh, what they call the lolly jar. That was yes, not the in lollies. Australia. The lolly uh, jar. Uh, I, I don't. The lollies. <laughs> I have not, uh, I don't Gavna? make it a habit to try. Yeah. <laughs> I, the Australians would hate me, but. that No, you'd be surprised. One time I did it with Shannon and Shannon said, you know, that's trash. I don't want you to do that because it's not very good. And then all of the Aussies came out and said, it's actually was Shannon. It was pretty good, you know? And I said, okay, well, uh, see, see Shannon, Gus, I was right. I will, 
I will have you translate for the Australians for me then, because I I think I I need to work on my accent a little bit. Yes, I think it's fair good enough, to fair have enough. that that self reflection. Yeah, just watch more Australian Survivor. But you know, I love when they were bidden with all their dollary dues, and then they're getting all their items, and that's like fun. But I really want there to be more to it than that. You know, just yeah. a little bit more. Like maybe maybe there's an advantage hidden in it. Maybe there's not, or maybe a disadvantage comes with some of the items that you buy too. Like, I don't yeah. know. I think that that's interesting or, you know, steal money from somebody else or I don't know. I feel like they could have, I just thought the way that the, the incentivized people with the highest amounts just bid all of it. And then it's like, okay, well there's no suspense there anymore. Yeah. I mean, obviously I... the eyes was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my God. The fish eyes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, it took me a second. It took me a very brief second to be like, what am I looking at? And then I found, and then I knew right yes. before Jeff said what they were. And uh, I just went through a lot of feelings right there. Yeah. I feel like, uh, is Katora the Owen Knight of this season? The Charlie A hundred percent. But you know what is so, does, you know, and that, that's the thing is, I feel like the auction was set up to fail in some ways, but it's still going to be good because it's like pizza, you know, it's going to be good, yeah. even if it's the auction. Um, but in this situation, the way it all played out, even whether you like to lose a vote or not, but, um, Bruce or uh, Katura buys um fish eyes and you can see Bruce being like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh Bruce loses his vote and then Katura is like <laughs> and then you know so on and so forth throughout the whole episode it was one of the best this is the best dare I say is this the best feud we have ever seen as an arc in the history of the show this now in the history of the show feels like a lot because I feel like I think it's re partially results oriented because I think in retrospect for me, something like the Sandra Diaz twine versus Johnny Fairplay feud is okay. hilarious yeah. when I look at like the That's end motherfucker John. I mean, oh, can yes. I or <laughs> no, no, we we're pro swearing here or um, uh, Sandra Diaz Twine versus a uh, stupid Russell. ass uh, Russell. Yes, Hans. yeah, yes, that's yes. True. So that's like true. the the results oriented part is funny. However, in a perfect world, Katora and Bruce for me are gonna make the final three together without mm, yeah. like through their own spite and probably be zero vote finalists. Together. That would be the that ultimate be best case scenario. <laughs> Best case scenario ever. I couldn't even imagine anything better. It would just be so poetic. And what I will say is that I think it might be the best feud in Survivor history where the edits are solely focused on the feud. Yes. Um, because if you think about Sandra, Sandra has so much more to her than just her feud with Russell or her yeah. feud with Johnny Fairplay. But this, there's, it's, it's the fight and then everything else around them. And I think yes. that that is so funny. I am really, I think also these Katora and Bruce are hilarious separately that the yes. fact that they can't stand each other makes their confessionals that much funnier because they are such good confessionalists yes. outside of this field. Yes. And that's like an, un I feel like that's a very underrated art in yeah. survivor that there are some people that can deliver a good pitch or, you know, like talk really well but I think there is a specific art to being a very good confessionalist on Survivor and being able to think of those quips right at the like drop of a hat mm -hmm. and be able to express yourself so openly like that and I think Katara and Bruce are both so 
excellent at that. So like when they get to, you know, like when uh, Katora is like to my complete enjoyment, delight, utter delight, like Bruce has no <laughs> money yet. Uh, going to when Bruce wins immunity later this episode, we have him like him panning the camera panning to Bruce, like bragging about his his uh is this another no word confessional i don't think like the tongue no. drop really counts as a oh yeah right. when he pans from kendra right. to to bruce there, yes i feel like the editors are having an amazing time with katara and bruce this they needed season. that 90 minutes i yeah. oh it was an excellent choice of the 90 minutes. I just like they both of them separately are incredible, but together mm -hmm. with like them being so uh, intertwined here with mm -hmm. just they started on the same tribe. They clearly don't get along. I think it's amazing. I it's, absolutely. It's... And I, I am not really, I think like I go back personally between like, okay, like I can get Katara's point, but I get Bruce's point. No, I love the fact that like no one is like intrinsically right here. It's just like nonsense yes. after nonsense. That is my favorite kind of feud. Yeah. So it would definitely be a, like, it is definitely a top contender. I think the end result will definitely give me a little more to think about, seeing, like, mm -hmm. if so one of them, if they go one right after the other, that's even funnier. But yeah. Final I mean, this two. this feud is so unique. Yeah. It's so unique yes. in the sense that it's rare to have a situation where people argue about nothing, so it's, like, hard to get impassioned about what they're arguing about. It's more about what they are that they are arguing and also it's rare to have such a strong long lasting feud and to not really take a side when i really just yeah. think they're both so funny yeah and I, 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 and I, I don't want a team yeah, yeah me either I'm, I'm team both yeah in I'm every team, way possible i'm team they need to both stay on as long as possible and if one of yes. them gets voted out within like the next two or three episodes i'm gonna cry Agreed. A hundred thousand yes. percent. Yes. And so like the way that the auction played out from their perspective was so funny. And I feel like, um, wait, actually out of all the auction items, which one would you have wanted then? Oh my God. This is a good one. I, oh, you know what? I, I almost forgot about it, but literally the charcuterie board with wine I would have oh. spent. I, you are a I wine love, girly. As they I say. do like, I love wine, but I also love like a good meat and cheese spread and mm -hmm. like little snack size portions. It's just something so satisfying about that. I mm. feel like it would make for a very difficult um, digestive situation after the fact. Certainly. But certainly. in the moment, I don't know how, what else would make me happier. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. looking at the items that they had, there was nothing. I mean, there were very, there were very many non-Muslim friendly yeah. items there. Ooh, so was, that really narrowed down a lot of the pickings. Like yeah. I would love cheese and crackers, but when there's slabs of pork all over the plate, that's also not for fair. me, but yes. I really, you know, what really spoke to me was that bowl of candy. Ooh. I think I would. Oh. And even some of those candies were probably gelatin filled, but I know which ones to pick out, but the rest yeah. of them, the majority of them looked like they were in. Bob Candy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The the other one, now that I while you were talking, I thought of the other one. Um, the chocolate cake. Hundred percent. Um, you know, I've been there and uh, yes. it's not everything you'd think it would be. I know, but I just I, I feel like it's a it's a such a unique experience on Survivor that so few get. 
Yeah. But it's memorable like every time. They even showed like Eric licking Ceri's fingers in the right. flashbacks of this auction episode. It was just like right. it's so good. And the final three of the immunity challenge is the three people that ate the chocolate cake, which I did not realize until I looked at um, Rob Bordeaux's uh uh, stat survivor stat yeah. for this episode on Inside Survivor. Um, so does chocolate cake well, make you a challenge fe- beast? You I know would what, say Gia? I fucking but... wish because uh, <laughs> I won the chocolate cake reward, and the two people that I didn't take on the reward were the top two finishers in that immunity challenge. So damn. That would maybe maybe could have been could have been nice then I would say you know Damn. but chocolate cake just fills you up so quickly yeah that I uh, yeah it wasn't I I enjoyed I, it because yeah. we don't have any food but it wasn't the best do you um I yeah I feel like the sharing part of it for here because it looked like a decent size cake mm-hmm. to share in this one because yeah. it looked like. It wasn't a full sheet cake or anything, and it didn't look too tall, but it was enough for people to yeah. actually. What be about able Julie to... having to like eat the cake after brushing her teeth? That's kind of awk. That that felt rough, and I am not a mint chocolate girly either, so I would hate. I would not have put my money on the teeth brushing. I just I feel I went like every... losing the vote. <laughs> I would rather. It. I think. I just don't – I would rather leave with the money and lose my vote, I think, because, like, I get what she was doing. But I feel yeah. like everybody's breath just stinks at that point. That would not be what I would personally want to spend my money on here. Yeah. But you know what's interesting is I feel like out there everybody's teeth got cleaner even if they weren't brushing yeah. it just by being in the environment that they were in. It was weird. I, th- I feel like there's definitely merit to that, especially if you're, like – like for me, I know I like to snack a lot, like just throughout the day. And obviously on Survivor, that's not an option there. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it has something to do with like, I don't, I can't eat sugar or. You're like, a grazer, like the common rabbit. I do like to graze. I am mm. a grazer. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I will graze healthy foods like vegetables. I had a radish today. I had multiple Ew. radishes. I think I cut them up into little Is this Mario? Like Super Mario? Like, you know, yeah. when they get the radishes out of the ground and then hit Were the bad radish? guys? Oh, sometimes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, in maybe. Mario 2, Super Mario 2. It's been a while since I played a good a while, Mario yeah. game. Yeah. I did find my sister has our old GameCube from years and years ago. So we do occasionally play uh, Super Mario Double Dash on there. Ooh. Yes. Exciting. Trace excitement. I love it. I love it. Ooh. But um, okay, I did have a question for you, though. If there was a reward challenge that you could have brought back for 42 or an immunity challenge, just like any like iconic staple mm-hmm. – what would you – do you have one that you're like, I really wish this was a part of 42? Well, I think challenge-wise, I actually really wanted – there's two that come to mind. The first one I really wanted to play was the one – was the immunity challenge that happened the day after I got voted out. Oh, my God. <laughs> the one with all the nets and, like, the different – the oh, ladders and the yes. things you go through and then you do the puzzle at the end. Like, that yes. is the one I wanted to play, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, so that's unfortunate. That's karma. And then um, karma for all my blind sides, all my lies. And then 
Um, I also really wanted to play touchy subjects. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> I was so really funny. hoping you were going to say that because like <laughs> in like, I can understand why as a player, like competing in a social game, you wouldn't want touchy subjects to be mm -hmm. a thing. But yeah. as a survivor fan, yes. I hope and pray for touchy subjects every That's episode. what they should bring back. That and really don't is do it the, the same way they did it before. Just make something new. I don't understand the issue, but touchy subjects is so funny. And poor Romeo would have gotten fucked. And it's not because everyone hates Romeo, but he was the easiest one that would have been able to put the boat on. <laughs> <laughs> the the Stacey Kimball, the Alicia Calloway. The Courtney, the Merritt, Courtney Merritt Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would have eaten up every minute of it. I just, <laughs> I, I hope like, I think, you know, with last gas coming back and with the auction, I am hoping we start to see a couple more of those types of rewards. Mm -hmm. I really want to see, um, I hope and pray again, like if we're going to be in Fiji forever, Please, for the love of God, bring in the Mecha Kit Challenge oh, at some point. I just feel yeah. like you got to, if you're going to be so committed to staying in one place for the rest of time of this godforsaken show, then please yeah. just bring back the one thing I want. Yeah. Besides Earl Cole coming back, just bring right. back something from Survivor Fiji, like the Mecha Challenge. I think that was just like a very fun one to do. See, I agree, but I think I would pick the other one. I think it was in the same episode, but the immunity challenge with the weapons. Like I would love to do that. I <gasps> yes, think be the, good shooting, the, the shooting, yeah. um, the shooting, um, yes, I did like that. Those as well. The, um, the target yeah. one, they used to do those all the time in the early yeah. seasons and different iterations where it was like, sometimes it's I know, I loved it. The slingshot, slingshot yeah. the runga from Africa. The, yes. You know, they got it all. And I would, you know, they should have done the bone arrow for Brian Heideck in Thailand, but um, he would have been probably pretty good at that. Um, do you know that lore? Or no? Yes, I yeah. do. I do know. I do know the Brian Heideck lore. Um, but I would have slayed that because I did a lot of dart practice, um, like the blowgun dart to shoot mm -hmm. animals with sedatives. Um, oh yeah. So I would have target practice. I'd draw the little antelope on it and then go far away and go. And so then, you would have um, gotten the confessional of like as a vet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Even yes. though I've never really implemented, I've only like darted like two or three real animals, but like mm -hmm. I did a lot on practice for fun. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I can't wait. Yeah. So that I want would definitely love to see. Yes. Um. Obviously, Marquesa's kite flying challenge for. Oh my camp. god. Yes, the camp. It's camp. We have to do it. We just for one Snickers bar. Yes, for once, no, same exact setup as Marquesas. You are competing for a singular Snickers bar. Um, everyone gets like a little sample of it. And that's the challenge. Just first. I want to know who got type. fired for that. And then going on the reward alone, snorkeling. Like how boring is that? Like that was Survivor. Marquesas is one of my favorite seasons same. for so many reasons. But like. I feel like it the challenges that season, it's a so bad, it's so it's good situation where it's like this is just like the most rudimentary challenges they could have come up with. And I love it. I absolutely Wait, love actually it. that reminds me. Can we play a game where I ask you a question? And you have to answer it. So who is most likely in this group of 18 castaways to offer somebody the mint? Nalia. Oh my style. god. Hmm. Let me look. Let me look okay, at my. I'll think See, of my this answer is why I have too. 
Oh, you have the chart. Yeah, it's very handy to have. The I chart have the see us. the chart was okay. I think I have. I think I have my answer now that I'm I also at have this. my answer. Okay, how do okay, we do, do it? On three, two, one. Yeah, let's do. Yeah. Three, two, one. Kendra. Sifu. <laughs> I was also thinking possibly Kendra too. I would take it, honestly, at that point. I would, if Kendra offered me a mint in any circumstance, I would say yes. Yes, no matter Absolutely. what, it, where it was coming from, I would also take it. Uh, yes. Actually, maybe not anywhere. That's kind of weird. No, yeah, um, no, there's limits, but like within reason. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like for, <laughs> and like, I mean, Kendra tried eating a worm. I feel like. Uh, yeah. a mint in her mouth is just kind of like that's child's play at yeah this and oh, okay and then with of these 18 castaways which who's the most likely to accept it because i have an answer for that as well i feel like the other person of actually <laughs> no i have a different well okay so my unofficial answer is like if it's kendra or sifu that is offering the mint kendra or sifu will accept it as the opposite okay. person but okay. i yeah now that i'm looking at it i have a second answer Okay, uh, three, two, one. Three, okay. two, one. Brandon Austin. Donlin. Also Brandon Donlin. Mr. Yeah, Fish Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But okay. also... That's a fair point. Yeah, I do think... I think if... Brandon would know what I was referencing if I was, like, yeah. offering a mint in my mouth. And I feel like on that premise alone, he would automatically He would respect it. it. Absolutely. I think Emily would vote me out immediately. A hundred like, thousand percent. She would not get it. She would hate me for it. This would mm -hmm. be like the bane of her existence. It'd be like, why is Gia offering me yeah. a mint? I think Julie would mouth? hate it as well. I she would she would not stand for it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I feel like Brando would be oddly okay with it. I don't he know. Would be, like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think agree. he'd accept it. He'd not accept he the mint, but it. he'd accept that like this is the situation right now that he's living yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he would be very interested in it, and I don't think he would be mean about it. Yeah, I think he would yes. take it though as well. Brando and Brandon, maybe it's a Brando yeah. thing. I don't know who's to say. They are they are survivor besties, so I think like this, there there's something here. I think that we could definitely have like a mint Brando, here. Yeah, Brando's the guy that would take it if everybody else was like, "Ew, what the hell is wrong with you?" And then he'd be like, "Yes, um, it's not that bad. I'll I'll do it." You know, to be a nice guy. I feel like. Yeah, just to like ease the tension a little bit. Yes. yes. Also, uh, like, sleeper that's pick. a really good mint. <laughs> <laughs> also, sleeper pick, Sabaya, maybe. Oh, yeah. I feel but I like think Sabaya with... would take it if she wanted it, you know? Like, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. But I don't think yep. she would do it out of pity. I think she, if she wanted the mint, she would take the mint. Yes, exactly. It would be just like an instinctual situation. Like, I am being offered a mint. Give it to me. I don't care where it came from. I want if any Survivor 45 people listen to this particular discussion, please let me know because I find it to be one of the most fascinating things I've ever talked about. I think that, yes. And I also want to know thoughts on this <laughs> about who they think would, because, you know, we only see so much. I would love to know yeah. which they think would actually be able. You should clip this and put it out there so we can find out Ooh. on the mass, on mass. Think about this it. Might, this might be the thing that teaches, that pushes me to actually learn how to clip things. Right. Exactly. Ooh. Okay, perfect. All right. Perfect. I'm going to write this down. I don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. Like, it's it's not a holiday that I am a fan of for several reasons. So I'm just going to make a note. Practice. <laughs> I think. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, 
obviously just like American history being being <laughs> that girl, but also it's just very stressful. Okay, to- interesting. Yeah. Is it the family tension or the food um, or well, the travel? I feel, I feel like it's kind of a little bit of everything. Like I love my family a lot, but I think going from because I my parents um, have not been together since I was like very little so not Mm -hmm. not any trauma related to that because I don't remember them being together but it's Mm -hmm. like you go from like one family to another it's a lot of stress and then like extended family will stress Mm -hmm. you out and then like stress my parents out so that makes me stressed out so then it's just like you know it's one day at a time but I did we did an early Thanksgiving this year at my dad's house and it was actually very nice so you know Thanksgiving's having a little comeback in the geo worthy household that's so nice and lovely. I love that for you. Thank um, you. I think that Americans do Thanksgiving stupidly. Like, why the hell is it at the end of November when it's so close to Christmas break when you could stretch it out like we do and put it in October? Hmm. Hmm. Wait, when think in October it. is it? It's usually um, around the 10th of October, whatever that weekend is. Oh, because we have um, we have Indigenous Peoples Day during that day now. So we just have that day off instead. Oh, I see. Yeah. Fair enough. Which is like... I don't know. I kind of like that the end of the month we have like a holiday every every day or like not every day. Every month like October we have Halloween, November mm-hmm. we have Thanksgiving and December we have Christmas and then January is my birthday. No big deal. But um I feel Forget like the new year. Have, yeah. And then yes, new year and then new Gia, new age. And then but I if I had to pick, though, I would say I'd rather have Halloween off than Thanksgiving. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. That would maybe be my you really are a witch. Who's to say? Maybe. Maybe. You said that in we'll Salem. See. They would. You know what they do. Yeah. I, <laughs> the, I, I've been to Salem several times. I actually don't live too far away from it. Maybe like an hour and a half or something. It's not bad. It's fun. All the witchy truthers out there, you know who to look, you know who to knock on. I was work door and you know. Me and Kendra just hanging out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kendra is iconic, honestly. She's so I I love that she is also a Massachusetts girly, like very um Jake is also a Massachusetts girly, so obviously I'm Mm -hmm. a big fan of him. But Kendra being in like Salem adjacent or being in the Salem area, it just fits her so well. For sure. I can't wait for them to tell me where the best places to eat lobster in Massachusetts are. Um, Maine. Because, oh, all right. Fair enough. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. There's <laughs> other places. <laughs> no, they're probably, they're by the harbor, Boston Harbor. Yes. The harbor. As Jake. <laughs> the every time, every time Jake says the Bella tribe, it's just incredible. There's just I like... think Jake is just fantastic. He's amazing casting. He's such a sweet, nice baby angel pelican boy. He is so sweet. Like, how do you not love Jake? Anybody that hates Jake needs to go to therapy, in my opinion, because Jake is just an angel on earth. I feel like Jake is really uniting survivor fandom together because i don't know mm-hmm. if i've really seen i anything bad about him like That's any true. bad like not like oh like he did this thing but like during in terms of like fandom reactions to individual players i think like everyone is kind of like universal approval on mm-hmm. uh mr o'kane and yes. yeah so i love that for and he's him. not even from canada but he's okay 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I do have to ask you, so in the opening moments, I thought it was very funny when him and Julie were chatting and his <laughs> responses to Julie was so funny. Like, was I a good liar? So good. But then also, I don't know if the right read from, I don't know if Julie's takeaway is um, is good from that. And here's why. Because as I have learned many a times in Survivor, or one time really, in Survivor, um, when they say, you know, obviously Jake lied to her, yes, and he was willing to vote her out, yes. But is that any different than everybody else on that island who's probably willing to vote you out, but you don't know it? You know what I mean? Like, I think if you if, if it's in your interest to work with somebody that's voted for you, you should do it. But if you think yeah. that it's a hard no and it's going to be a closed door from here on out, I don't know if that makes sense because a lot of people there, maybe not everybody, but, you know, Marianne. Jonathan, mm-hmm. they're willing to vote you out and you don't know that. And until they make a move and it could be too late. So I think if you close your door like that, I don't know if that's a smart move. What do you think? I kind of agree. No, I do agree because I just don't like the idea of like completely shutting him out. Like, yes, he voted for you and he didn't necessarily have to. He didn't have mm-hmm. to, but I mm-hmm. can understand him wanting to try to like from a neutral standpoint like if i Mm -hmm. obviously as a player in the game i don't want to see my name written down Mm -hmm. but if i had to choose between trying to keep a person that i've actually worked with and someone i just met a day ago that's not anything against the person i'm voting for that just makes sense so and i think if julie does want to have more win equity in the game at some point she is going to have to get rid of Austin and Drew specifically, probably D2 at mm-hmm. some point. I hate to say it because I am a D stand, but mm-hmm. I think she is going to have to start making some moves to stand out from the other Reba Alliance members. Therefore, she's going to have to work with those people at some point if she does want to win. And I don't think it's like – and realistically – Yeah, even the people in Reba, they might not want to vote you out. They're going to try not to vote you out until it's convenient to them. But if it's between you and that other person, they're going to pick themselves every time. Right, for sure. And I think that it's not to say that Jake, um, it's not to say that Julie needs Jake because maybe she really doesn't. And to be fair, the Reba four are like in very much lockstep. It's giving me very much um, Tika three vibes, Taku Mm -hmm. four vibes um where there's this intentional working together but like keeping on the low low you know Mm -hmm. and so i think that they're doing a fantastic job because to us as an audience it's very obvious but to the people out there it really isn't and so at least from what we see so i think that that's fantastic and maybe julie doesn't need jake but i think the the general mentality of they voted for me that door is closed is not a good one and it really hurt all of um your favorite tribe vati you know yeah yeah when they were, I, Chanel um, wanted to work with them and they um they didn't you know, do yeah they did not want to work with her let me yeah. tell you that and then none of them won so I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah they I I agree I don't I just don't understand obviously this is coming as a uh, someone that has never played the game before but I don't understand the like Obviously, from the edit, we only get a very limited amount of time. But, like, let's see 42. Like, you get see someone like Chanel who's kind of, like, on an island by herself. 
why would I want to vote her out at the early stages of the merge when I have, if it does, like, if I'm trying to pull in some numbers, when... If you're Vati or if you're everybody else, I guess is the question. If you're everybody else, because, like, if Vati mm. isn't going to want to work, work with, with her, then yeah. I feel like that, okay, let me pull her in. She's not going to go back to them. Mm-hmm. Then I think it depends, though, like with, yeah. with Chanel specifically, like, and it could be the case. It seems like that was kind of the case with Sifu as well. And mm-hmm. even a little bit of Jay Maya in that, um, you know, if they don't like Chanel, nobody wanted to work with her from her tribe. And the reasons they didn't want to work were, with her, you know, were were clarified in terms of trust. And yeah. when it came down to the outsiders, Chanel was the one really one of the ones getting a lot of the heat. So it was like, yeah. it's not worth it to try to save her and spend all that social capital when I can infiltrate the larger group of Vati and they're happy to keep me around until yeah. we don't need them anymore. So mm-hmm. I think in that situation, yes. Whereas, you know, later in the game as numbers dwindle a little bit, you need people like that. So that's why I think, you know, the early merge, especially when people are feeling unsafe and trying to just get through is going to be the most dangerous for those people that don't have those connections. You know, the, the pylon votes like Elizabeth from David versus Goliath, Haley from game changers, Chanel from 42 and then Jay from, and Caleb from 45. Um, So I think that, but if they make it through, those mm-hmm. first few critical votes, you know, they really open up because people are going to need them to make their own moves, I think. Yeah, that was really well put. I I think that explains a lot, especially with like, obviously, like I've said, as someone that has not played the game before, we kind of, you know, we like to play from the couch, be like, why are you not making this decision? But we are watching, you know, we're watching with confessionals, we're watching from multiple players' perspectives, and obviously production has a story that they want to tell with these players. So it's much easier to make those comments as somebody that is like watching and seeing Mm -hmm. a little bit of everybody's perspectives versus, uh, you know, being actually in the game and not really knowing anyone's true intentions until it comes time to vote. For sure. For sure. And that's what keeps survivor going. Even to this day, Mm -hmm. human behavior, what are they going to do? And I love that so much. And especially with this cast, they think in some of them are such unique casting choices. Like Emily is so fascinating because who we stand a queen that will come out of the gate and be like, fuck you, Bruce, for absolutely <laughs> no reason. <laughs> I would never have thought to do that. But that is so interesting and fun, you know? And like that's she w- I know. Fascinating. Was- I, at first, when I first watched that, the premiere too, I was like, who is this person right now just like coming for uncle bruce unprovoked but now i'm just like this whole cast is absolutely insane including bruce so yeah let's just add it in like why not why not start with just calling someone out for no reason yeah and and to be fair i think in those very very early i think the first three to four days are the hardest because you are stripped of everything that you're comfortable with you don't know what that's going to feel like and everything is very scary because you don't know what you're getting into and you're not used to it and so those little personality quirks um, or vulnerabilities will come out in those moments. You know, we saw it come out with Brandon in terms of an anxiety attack. And Mm -hmm. with Emily, it was, you know, defaulting to being somewhat combative, but she's not really combative anymore. And I think it's because she's more comfortable. So she's able to like reflect before speaking more probably. And I think that that is true for everybody. Yes, she twerked. She just needed a little wine and charcuterie. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I Maybe feel that's all I need too. She's definitely grown on me a lot at seeing so like, the evolution of her character because I really thought she was going to be one of our earliest boots. And now I can definitely mm-hmm. see her in the finalist position. But where do you see her game going and where should it go? Because I guess, you know, it was really rough goings at first and she clawed her way to the top and made some really good moves. Caleb and her were a great duo. Yes. but. Now it's a situation where she, you know, I wonder if there was so much fight early on Mm -hmm. that now the safety of this Reba alliance is enough to keep her, you know, like that's probably a feeling she was missing very early on. And now is she, and the question is, is she resting too much on that now or not? I don't know the answer to that because I don't know what her plans are. We haven't really heard what she's planning to do, but is she planning to be five in this alliance and hope that somebody will take her further? Or is there an active move there? What do you think? Or And what do you think she should do? Should she go to five and hope it's a two and two? Or should she now be trying to gather some of these bellows and making a move? So I don't necessarily know what the best. Okay. I'll have a theory here. I think what is going to happen is that she is going to be a crucial vote in the flip-flopping that I imagine is going to go between Reba Mm -hmm. and Bello. Um, Once people start realizing who are the threats on each side. Flipping? Let's be honest. She's going to be Emily I could see Emily flipping, flipping. Between Reba and mm-hmm. Bello. I think she has a stronger connection to Reba. Mm-hmm. And and I totally get why. But right. I can see her being a swing vote in a lot of these situations. Because eventually it is going to get to a point where it's obvious that you need to get rid of players like the Reba folk. Mm-hmm. However. Well, I mean, there's we're running out of time. I know. And that's the other thing is that I think things are going to start rushing soon. Like I really, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to lose a bellow person in this next round or not. Right. I know that I mean, they shouldn't. Like, no, they absolutely shouldn't. I mean, and I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if we do end up losing it, but I don't think it's as set in stone as like the end of this episode wants right. us to believe. And I think, I think when you have episodes like this where you have, like, the obvious vote, like Bruce, prior to him winning immunity, then you probably shouldn't vote out that person, like what Jake was explaining in uh, Mm -hmm. this tribal council. I'll back a little poorly, but he was correct in, like, what he was actually trying to say. Yeah. But, however, I think Emily's best chances of winning currently Mm -hmm. are to – either sit with one person from each side that is kind of lower on like the strategic powerhouses of the group or Mm -hmm. to sit with two Reba and hope as like the only Lulu member, she's able to set herself apart from the light from like who's there. But it definitely, I think after this Kelly blindside, she needs to get rid of Drew. Like I know she has like a really good connection with Drew, but I think if she plans on going to the end with him, she's not winning. I think there are certain people that she's not going to win against. See, I don't, I guess, I mean, I could see that, but I do wonder if, if her strongest connection or one of the strongest ones, I guess it's Austin and Drew within the Reba is then do you go for D or Julie because they are not your connections. But at the same time, I think that the reason that I'm worrying that, I mean, we haven't been shown any of Emily's long-term thoughts and I'm very interested in what they are, but I, I think that every opportunity that we've seen 
for Emily to either side with Bello or side with Reba, she is always taking the Reba option. So yeah. if we are going to undermine sort of any insurgency from the Bello group by taking information over to them all the time, mm -hmm. you know, you're really cutting down the opportunity for someone from Reba to go. And then you're mm -hmm. banking on them taking you further. Whereas, I don't know, like as a player, I probably would want to bank on myself to take me further, but that's just a personal opinion and it yeah. might not be right, but I don't know. I feel like at this point, Emily's best path forward is I think to align with Jake because they, Jake's mm. got no one. And if you take in Jake and, you know, like groom him as your underling, that's going to help you advance yourself in mm -hmm. the game. You get credit for that. I feel, you know, I definitely see. So I currently see Emily as a losing finalist right now for part mm -hmm. of a lot of the things that you had already said. We aren't really seeing a lot of her long-term goals. She's not so much like making her own decisions outside of the uh, Sabaya vote as she mm -hmm. is. And I would say like she is obviously the deciding vote in the Brando vote as well. But mm -hmm. I don't know if she's necessarily going to get credit for it, especially it's as hard pre-merge because yes. people don't care as much. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, I agree. I was expecting this big song and dance about Brando being gone. And then it was like Brando who in the next episode, right. part possibly because we were merging that episode, but still. Mm. And I I don't think Emily is going to get credit for a lot of these moves, even if she is an important number in them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where she's going to not get the vote she needs to win. I could be mm -hmm. wrong, but I think it's going to, we're going to see a lot of people that might swing and miss more like Jake, mm -hmm. but that might be more respected than uh, somebody that is kind of like falling into place when she needs to. Right. And that is an, Com that is a complete oversimplification of what Emily mm -hmm. is doing here. And I think that if she does make it to the end, she does deserve respect and her time for, especially for the story that she has. But like we mm -hmm. saw last year, we had a really great story with, um, I would say Carolyn and Heidi, and they have one vote between them as well. So right. story does not necessarily mean winning equity in the end yes. even if we think that person has winning equity so currently i don't see emily winning i see her going very far in the game i'm not yeah. necessarily worried about her getting voted out anytime soon but i agree I'm waiting yeah i'm waiting for that moment to see where she's going to try something outside of her mm -hmm. comfort zone to give herself a little more of a commanding presence here even if it's not necessarily successful. And I don't know if financial analyst Emily Flippin is uh, going to make that happen. It would be very interesting to see her kind of get like some of that fire though, like what she had in the Sabaya vote where she did take things like into take her, the own, reins, hands. Into her yeah. own hands and say like, I could go along with the plan to blindside Caleb, but I've already been working with him so much. So why would I throw that away for the easy thing? 
I mean, that's why I think I have hope for her, but also because she's incredibly intelligent. So I just think that sometimes, especially when you get deprived and you've been fighting an uphill battle so heavily, like she had to take her game into her own hands because she was on the block as well, you know? Yeah. And it's like when you're imminently in danger, you will act more aggressively, I think, to try to save yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so she has the skills, but is it too easy now to fall in with a group of like, could you imagine going into a group of five people and everybody rejects you off the bat and then yeah. all of a sudden now you've fallen into a group where they are very accepting of you and it feels safe and so yeah. you're like, okay I can go on cruise control but do you know when to turn cruise control off and who am I to say because Marianne was cruise controlling forever but she had a plan in the back of her mind and she executed mm -hmm. it but I do think that we're running out of opportunities and the thing is we don't see everything either like we don't know what the nuances of her relationships or friendships or alliances are completely yeah. because we're not seeing a lot of her right now so there could be a plan in place but I think that you know, from what we've seen on the show, to me, the path forward is going with Bello, working closely with Jake, pulling these people together, because then you are the one driving the game. And if you get to the end on the Accord of Reba, I, like you said, I don't know if there's an argument to be a winning game. Not it's a, yeah. it's a good game, but is it a winning game um, if people are already maybe primed not to give you credit for what you've done? Yeah. And I do, and to Drew's credit, I can, like, see that warmth that he has with her in the clips that we have seen. Even her, like, coming to him to talk about the women's alliance that's forming. He doesn't, like, mm -hmm. have, like, an immediate, like, reaction to it. You can see him, like, thinking about it. He's very calm and level-headed when he's talking to her, like, thanking her for trusting her and having that information, which is so different from what she experienced over at yeah. Lulu. So, the iconic Lulu tribe. Yes. Best tribe in Survivor history. R.I.P. Yeah, yes. truly. But also um, with, with, um, with, oh, I've lost my train of thought. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> I was just saying with like, with, um, you know, I, I can see like that. I think Drew was a very different player than what I thought he was going to be like when we get him mm. talking about his alter ego in the premiere with Basile. Um, but, and you could see him being like, he's very calm, very warm and welcoming. He is like very, he is like very uh, approachable when he's talking. Like even when he's talking about like with Katori, he's like, well, why don't you you know, knowing she's going to say, let's get rid of Bruce, but also like for us, we're seeing it, but like, you can see like his mannerisms are mm -hmm. like very welcoming. So I can't blame Emily for wanting to work with Drew or wanting to work with Austin. And I'm obsessed with Dee and Julie. So like, yeah. I can imagine other people would also want to work with Dee and Julie. So sure. yeah. So I can definitely, I mean, Dee's reads early on were so incredible as well. Like knowing that those two boys had something that was hidden yes. between them. That's like, that's a sleigh read right there. Yes. Um, so she's doing very well. She's, you know, she's giving us like leader of the Black Widow Brigade kind of stuff, except yes. that it's not an all women's alliance. But although that did come up and um, shout out to Roxroy, yeah, boy, um, for those gendered alliances at this point in the game. Yes. Work out. <laughs> gendered alliances are back. <laughs> I like the attempt. Even if I know in my heart of hearts, it's not yeah. going to work out. Just like. Yeah, why not? Let's try this and see. see yeah. What yeah. Also, oh, oh, um, like where I feel like um, Bruce is like the next Pokemon evolution of Rock. Yes, Roy. he absolutely is because. But I think like, he's the top of that. So we're missing somebody at the very bottom. 
I feel like, no, you know what? I think it goes Roxroy, James Clement, Bruce. James Clement, tell me more. I feel like James was very, James has a lot of the similar qualities and they're, you know, they're all bald. So it it works on a, yes. But I feel like even though James was like, obviously the most like physically like commanding presence, he was like, he had his little quips. But they weren't as pronounced as Bruce's are, where he's just like, he's hamming it up for the cameras. And I think that is okay. genuinely Bruce. Like, that is fully him. But 100%. I think we get like, yes. But I think like, Roxroy had some moments from the edit of a lot of like introspection, like where we got him as like the solo journey during right. Mergatory. We got when uh, Swati was voted out. He wasn't mad. He was just kind of like taking it in and recognized he needed to work on his social game in uh, 42, even if he wasn't successful. But like he thought he admitted he needed he to work trying. on it. He, he was trying. He was trying. There was an attempt. I feel yeah. like James has no – James is like – Similar mannerisms of, like, being bossy. He definitely wants to. And I mean bossy in, like, not a necessarily negative way here. For like yeah, just trying to like be that, organized. Yes. Somebody uh, like, has to do it. Yes, exactly. Someone has to be bossy. And in this case, it's going to be James. And, like, but he's also, like, he's got his little quips. But he's not necessarily, like, I don't think, I don't think James was ever, like, really like reflective enough to be mm-hmm. like if i'm wrong in a situation this is what i need to do better and mm-hmm. i think bruce is just like the final form of like very hammy character a lot of really funny moments i don't think he's learning any lessons out here other than like he is here to have a fun time and hopefully win a million dollars and when he wins immunity he is which James and Roxroy have not done. He is having the time of his life because he knows he cannot go. Truly. Yes. Okay. I, I thought of one that I, I thought of my Pokemon evolution with this, okay. this lineage. So I'm going to take out James. Okay. Because I'm looking for something a little bit more fatherly, a little mm-hmm. bit more similar energy in terms of work ethic. But mm-hmm. then can you turn on that strategic side? And so yeah. I actually have a new top of the evolution. It goes above Bruce. Yes. And okay. I didn't think it was possible, but I think we go Roxroy, mm-hmm. Bruce, mm-hmm. Rory Freeman. <gasps> oh my God. I love that. I yeah. absolutely love that. Because Rory could use those emotions and that work ethic. And then he took it to the next level of using it as active strategy. Like, let me ham it up to these women and be like, you need me. And I'm doing all this for you. And it was so cheesy. And I'm going to burn their camp down. I really wish he did burn the camp down. I just kind of want to see what production would have done with that. I actually have a draft tweet that I saved for a rainy day to be like, I just want to know what would have happened if Rory burned the camp Amy down. and Rory, also a feud that I loved. Both. Oh my, it's so good. It, Amy's so feud good. with everybody that season was incredible. But yes, so we, Amy, Amy and Rory was something very special. I really wish Rory made jury. I wish they just, they just got him in a few more oh, rounds. I, I hate that he was like, he was the one... They should have voted out Chad. They should have. I mean, like, 
Yeah, why didn't they vote out Chad? I don't really understand. I mean, I like... think Rory had really gone off the deep end with his hatred of the women. But to be fair, they were treating him not. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were saying, they were Amy basically saying. Amy is Cersei. Will... Amy yes. was ruling that beach like Cersei, and Rory had enough. Rory, what, who was Rory in the Game of Thrones then? But He's either Tyrion. way. Yes. And he. Yes. No, 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 no. Because I feel like Tyrion is more strategic than mm. Rory. What would like, be? Mm, I think somebody who just like had. I know. A oh, you know. Emotion. He's he's Ned Stark. Oh, okay. Like where he's like high emotions, dies early, um, mm-hmm. and does not react the way he should. But also, right. I understand because, yes. like, yes, I understand because obviously he was treated very poorly. A king, on this and he yes. he should have been brought back many times, in my opinion. I the fact that they did not. It might have been because he threatened to burn down the camp, but regardless. I still think they should have let – I would they have brought him back if he did burn down the camp? Was it just that there was not that follow-through? I think you have to – yeah, you have to either do it or not even say it. Because if you say it but you don't do it, you're you're a liability. And then if you do it, you're very entertaining. Yes. (laughs) Then it's just like we got to keep recording this. Like, come on. Yes. Yes. I mean, I think Roy would have been great if Final Four fire making was a thing back then. Oh, 100%. It would have been 100%. like, I already practiced with the camp. It's perfect. Roy was before his time. He really was. There are a couple, uh, honestly, like Vanuatu, very underrated season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've only gotten two returnees from there. But there are a ton of people that we have just never seen from again on that season that yeah. I would love to bring back if I got yeah. the ch- Twilight. I mean, if Julie There's- did not date Jeff, she would have been a returnee 100%. Probably multiple times. She was poverty before poverty. She should, and she should have her. Honestly, I'm going to say, I don't care that she dated Jeff. I don't care if it was fa- it was going to be favoritism. They should have brought her back anyway. I would have had no complaints. I, she was a very good player. Very I good. I, I rewatched Vano. I, so Vano watched full season that I ever watched. Um, I got oh. introduced to Survivor during All-Stars, but I had only seen bits and pieces of it. And then obviously the... Uh, Robin Amber of it all was like the overarching story of that. Mm-hmm. But then Vanuatu was the first season that I actually watched like episode, epi- like at one episode every week and watching right. the real time and everything and was following the full story along. And mm-hmm. there were just so many really good characters that season that was just like there, they were like forever ingrained in my head. But then re watching mm-hmm. it for the Stanawatu podcast. Um, that Christine Palin did on Bitter Jurors a few, uh, mm-hmm. like I think it was like two years ago now, and uh, like rewatching it, you I so much appreciation for like how Julie and Twyla handled the tribe swap and like the uh, the eventual blind side of Leanne and like the storyline of Chris as a whole. It was, just, it was so good. Rory, like truly, um, Julie is julie and kim were the two people that inspired me to make that move about mike really yeah because they both like inserted a small lie tell a good line on a stupid lie and i was like mm-hmm. oh, i see what you're putting down and i'm gonna mm-hmm. file that in the back of my head you know would so would you be the pokemon evolution of julie <laughs> kim I, and feel- julie. I think yes. i'm in the middle you in be the middle. middle i think kim is the top Okay. And I'm so much like both of them. I have so much sense I like, of feel. 
I agree. I agree. So we'll put that. <laughs> I'm writing down these Pokemon evolutions so that we can. <laughs> but I see the vision. I just think these are. And this one, this season's Pokemon evolution is Canon Lee, Brandon, Brando, Drew. Yes, 100%. Mm -hmm. I, it, it hurt me because I wanted to believe that Brando would be final four. I was very team Brando, but. We love Brando. I, I know. I know. Next, um, when they finally do, when CBS stops being cowards and does uh, pre-merge versus post-merge, Brando will will return. Mark Doesn't my word. Kill franchises, though. Rest in peace. I know. Maybe. maybe. No, it'll I be think... revived. It'll come back. I'm not. I, I do. I do believe I do believe Survivor South Africa will come back in some form. Same. Um, but for now I will just more. Did you hear Total Drama? They're airing the second season in Italy before they air the first season in the US. I'm so upset about that. Oh. Wait, Total yes. Drama Island? The yeah, they revived the they did a reboot oh. with new characters. So they aired the first season in Italy and now a bunch of other countries still haven't aired it in the US and Canada. And it's a Canadian show, by the way. Wow. The first and time I ever saw Total Drama Island was like two months ago. I watched it, I think it was a court no, it was that I first watched it in undergrad. But yeah, so oh. they so they're gonna have the new season out. I just found this out like an hour ago. So the the burn is still really like raw in my heart. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just, I've been betrayed so many times today, not as betrayed as Kelly, who was the unfortunate. <gasps> what the um, hell guys? I know. So that, yeah, we how go have through, we gone this far and not really talked about Kelly? Poor thing. I, so we went through this entire episode. So I don't know about you, but as soon as we got no other options besides Bruce going this episode, I knew he was winning immunity. Even after he lost his vote, it was like, I know he had an idol. So the possibility was that he was just going to play an idol, but I was just like, there, he's not going this episode. It's not going to be this obvious. See, I thought that's what I, I, I mean, I sometimes just get sucked into the episode and try not to think about the meta during the episode, mm -hmm. but I, did not i thought bruce was going to go home or play his mm -hmm. idol i thought that it was oh, that yeah. was the suspense that they were building to was like would he figure out that he was a target or not mm. or would he get blindsided and i thought maybe he was gonna play it um and somebody else yeah. would go home like jake um but when bruce won immunity i actually thought even though the clues were all there for kelly and that she said mm -hmm. bruce is tanking my game this that and the other i really thought that kendra's emotional piece meant and then her being the most frustrated mm -hmm. even over katura over bruce's win it was going to be kendra so i was i was surprised oh yeah, yeah i was it, it was intrigued so i knew from as soon as we got like no other options after the auction about like who could have possibly gone home. I felt it was very classic. Like, Oh no. Tory the person that we were Yes. Very Tory <laughs> yeah. of them. Very, uh, yeah. The. Um, once they. Tory you know, and Bruce had, would not have gotten along either. I believe that fully. <laughs> well, he's a, uh, he's part of the rocks, right? Evolution. Yes, so I do true. believe that. Would this mean true. that they're naturally a um, rock type Pokemon? Yes. Yes, that's 100%, 100%. Yes. I'm writing down this evolution here. Let's Photoshop their then, pictures on them. It's going to make yeah, this is going to be uh, a graphic design is my passion um as you all know oh, yes, and yes, yes, and it's just it's going to be great. I'm uh, I I already have ideas. But <laughs> I was so 
I did not think that because it felt very last minute. But then I also got nervous because then it was like, all right, we can't vote out Bruce now. Let's go vote out Jake. He's Bruce's like second in command. This just makes sense. And uh, then uh, in like the last five minutes before they go to tribal council, Drew's like, "Hmm, what if we just take out Kelly? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I don't want it. Like, oh, we still have all this time before the tribal council. We still have five minutes before they show tribal council, guys. Let's, uh, let's vote out Kelly instead. And she's like, she's got a lot going on. She's got a lot of power in there. And, uh, Oh my god, it was heartbreaking. And then we get to totally. tribal council. Jake does not do himself any favors. It was so fascinating to watch. And then yes. by not doing himself any favors, he then kind of did himself a favor. Yes. With the whole idol slip, like was it a slip? Was it not a slip? I don't even I still don't know. I can't wait to go back. So we know that Jake is a theater kid, not just like <gasps> in mannerisms, he's actually a theater kid. Okay. And uh, I'm wondering, I'm so excited to see the like back from camp segment of this next episode to get some more clarification because I don't think, yeah, Jake did not know that Kelly was going here. He genuinely thought it was going to be him, but I'm wondering if he was trying to play dumb or if he genuinely was stumbling over his words Mm because I stumble over my words all the time, especially when I'm like nervous or I have a lot going on in my head. So for me, it's very realistic what Jake that like Jake could genuinely just be in a like fog. a head spin yeah in a fog mm-hmm. right now and just trying to get through the answers because he feels like he's going home I would probably this is also that. one of my favorite types of blindsides is when the person there's somebody that is convinced they're going home and then they get blindsided that they're not going the reverse yeah I love the reverse I love 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 the reverse the one that really stuck out of my mind was Sierra when Tyson went home, but yes. I think that Sierra is an idiot and I would much rather have Tyson gone further, but that was like, so poetic the way they put it together, you know? Yes. So, feel, and same with this. And that's the other thing too. It's just like, I don't necessarily think that the audience needs to be blindsided every episode. Cause some of the really memorable episodes I knew, like, you know, who's going home. They don't allude to, Anybody else possibly going home in this mm-hmm. scenario, but it's just like the humor of it and like the Absolutely. just seeing the storyline, the plan Whoa. come together. Yes, Sorry. whoa, whoa. <laughs> was so I I laughed so hard during this and I felt so bad because we just got this very yeah. emotional, very raw reaction from Kelly, which I felt I totally felt that for her. But the whoa, which I assume was like an involuntary reaction to it, was mm-hmm. just like so inappropriate for the time. And then the immediate sorry afterwards. Yeah. It's like, sorry, never. See, this great. is where I um, also actually, this is a good point to bring up in the fact that, you know, the three Bellow girls got blindsided and all voted for Jake. But yeah. I feel that, okay, I feel like, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this, but I'm going to go for it anyways. Okay. So last week, Katura made a decision to vote out Caleb. And I've seen a lot of, um, I think people ripped her apart, which is obviously not cool and stupid as hell. So don't, don't well, don't get mad at people for strategic decisions. Yeah. Just also, on a on a personal level. Side note, Jake even says at the beginning that it was stupid to try to convince Katora to go to rocks, which is true. It was very dumb of him. But yes, so I disagree yeah. though. But here's why. Um, okay, so I think that yes, yeah, so I think that to any any sort of um 
any sort of uh, hatred towards Katura for a strategic decision she made is insane. And those people need to shut the hell up. But I've seen a lot of people supporting the um, Katura's decision in response to that um, and explaining why. And I do agree with some of those arguments, but I think some of them are based in a little bit of fear in some sense um, of like, okay, well, I just need to get through this to get to the next day. And sometimes that is true in New Era Survivor. I agree. And so mm-hmm. it is a situation, but I think that this episode, and I don't like to be results oriented in any sense, but like in this episode, you know, Jake go like they vote for Jake and then they get blindsided and clearly they've misread their position within the larger Reba group, I think is the issue. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think that this was an opportunity, just like I also think that um, they blew the opportunity to vote out Drew in the split tribal over Sifu. Yeah. I think that this was a missed opportunity because I really think that Jake's read of Austin was right. Because could you imagine having an idol and an amulet? And then going to rocks for somebody like that. Like, I don't know yeah. if he would do that. And so I think it's it's the Daniel Strunk situation of if you, even if you don't want to go to rocks, if you pretend that you will, mm-hmm. I think someone like Austin, especially if he's caught off guard and a surprise would fold. I, I kind of agree. Um, I don't blame Katora for making the decision that she mm-hmm. made. I don't think I would be willing to... Fake going. I I don't know if I would have it in me to like pray that the other person folds before me to go to rocks. And I obviously with like uh, if only three of you are going to rocks, that's a huge gamble to take there. But I do agree. However, they don't know that Austin has all these things yet. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't think they know just how much Austin would be losing here if he did the gamble here. I do think that the your I think Jake's guess and your observation of that is right that Austin would not be willing to go to rocks to save Julie and he has all of these things that he would be taking with him if he were to be the person that lost in the rock draw. However, but they don't know that. They don't yeah. know that so it's almost That's like true. yes that is the correct assumption, but they don't know why that is the correct assumption. Yeah. That is it. true. But I, I also, and also if Austin would go to rocks for Julie, I'd love to know that. Can't wait for the exit interview because maybe he would have, but I think that um, even in that situation, I think that Caleb was probably the worst person for Couture to lose there. So it's like, if you really don't want to go to rocks and you don't want to go or pretend to go to rocks or whatever it may be, then why not flip it on Jake? Cause you were willing to vote him out the next day. And Caleb is a window to Emily. And I think that that is potentially a missed opportunity, but at the same time, I, I also do see sometimes the mentality of just getting through one more vote, but I do think they're underestimating this Reba superpower um, because it's not, you know, it's not going their way. And then even within this Bellow group, like they can't get along to save their life. Like you can't be so focused. Like, do you, I guess the question is, do they hate each other more than they love a million dollars is the question, you know? I genuinely think Katora and Bruce hate each other enough that hate each other more than they love a million dollars at this point. It's just <laughs> which so, makes them more like, iconic. Which is why I love, I think they, if they got the choice between you will leave if you get voted out, you can pick somebody to come with you mm-hmm. or win a million dollars. But then you have yeah. to, like, share the spotlight with that. It Like, sit in the final three. With but wouldn't your... it be so poetic if they had to anyways? Yes. <laughs> 
That's why I was I was kind of waiting for, especially when they ended up on split tribes and neither of them won immunity. I'm like, are we actually going to get Tori and Roxroy yeah. part two here? Um, yeah, I mean, Kelly did getting. stay. Kelly did say in an interview that, you know, it almost hurt her that they didn't go to tribal council pre-merge. And I actually agree with her because this Bruce Couture thing is really preventing the Bellow from people from working together and same with yeah. Kendra and Bruce. And to get rid of some of that energy before um, probably would have been helpful. But I did really feel for Kelly and um because it's a sense of like she you know she's trying to keep all these people together and they're constantly trying to shoot each other in the foot and she has to deal with that aftermath and by being the most stable person she becomes the most the biggest target yeah. and i relate to that so much in the sense that when we had we were down to four taku people at taku beach waiting for the merge to come and it was just constant arguing amongst yeah. the other three like i didn't argue with any of them but marianne and jonathan were fighting all the time Lindsay and jonathan were fighting marianne and Lindsay were fighting and although marianne didn't realize it was a fight but it's <laughs> like all these people are like fighting with each other i'm like you guys need to shut the hell up and work together and stop being so annoying that was yeah. my and people always say oh you just tore people apart but i also brought people together so yeah. just like be clear so there Mm. yeah you thought you thought <laughs> this is why you listen to the podcast you get insider information like this yeah. omer unknown peacekeeper mm -hmm. unknown mm -hmm. peacekeeper truly sometimes i would not reveal information so that people would like each other more like that yeah that's, that's hard to service. do too yeah i love spilling tea it's feel like on the yeah. island when you have nothing else to do yeah. like do you want to hear do you want to hear what this person said about you Yes. And that's not always exactly. A good and that's thing. not it's not always a good thing. And it's not always me. And I even sometimes would go manufacture conversations to bring people together instead of fighting like that was a strategy in its own way. I, I agree. I think that was and like, obviously, I'm kind of bummed that we did not get more in the 42 edit of like that the Taku for being together at six was like a very intentional thing and not like a happy right. coincidence. Because I, I feel like there were a lot of questions about that at the time where they're like, did they mean to do this or are they just not voting each other Well, the other, other out? players were asking us too. <laughs> yeah. We're like, isn't it weird that you're all here? And we're like, no. I mean, that is weird. Yes. We didn't, yes but then also, totally yeah, but then also wasn't the right choice for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, uh, that's a results oriented thing, though. In the time, it felt very clever and it would have been interesting. Um, obviously, we unfortunately only have the 60 minute episodes. Um, yes. Right now. And you know what the only downside of the 90 minute episode situation is, in my opinion, is that it's very hard to rewatch because it's so long. And so yeah. I didn't even rewatch the episode before this. And I usually really try to do that, but it was so long. I couldn't. I didn't have time. I gave up on rewatching <laughs> episodes this season because I used to do them for like every episode, but. Um, yeah. I kind of faltered a little bit in 44 too. And then this season, I'm just like, forget it. It's too, yeah. I love the four, I love the 90 minute episodes and it definitely makes me want to like pay attention more because there is more of the content that I have been asking for like camp mm -hmm. life. But yeah, it's really hard to rewatch for a podcast, like rewatch, like watch the episode twice in a week. I bet yeah. sure at some point I will go back and actually rewatch the, the season, season as a whole yeah. but for a podcaster like re-watching in real time like that's too hard and you know what could actually be torture is if you had to watch the amazing race 90 minute episodes twice oh my god that's hard enough once i really i honestly 
Survivor, keep 90 minutes. Amazing Race, go back to 60 minutes, please. It's just there's even not, shorter potential. No, yeah, 45. <laughs> give us give us 15 minute like <laughs> short, just like a recap. The, yeah, just give us a quick recap about what we missed and that's it. No, I just I feel like Amazing Race was fine at 60 minutes because they included enough to get to the point of it and really there aren't as many opportunities to make like the strategic choices that you make in survivor as well like you're not voting people out or anything yes i mean in the amazing race really the last 10 minutes matter the most and the shuffling can only go so far yeah because like who cares in like when there's 10 people left who's in like fourth place you know you want to know who comes in third you want to know who comes in first place and then you want to know who's coming, like who the final two teams are. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could agree with you. Because the nerd in me early on, I had the little chart that would update it on their placements and their percentages oh, and whatnot. To- little nerd boy, but um, <laughs> but now I don't care. <laughs> yes, I need to watch. The- I, I honestly, I have not watched this season yet, but I've. It seems to be very good. So you should watch I'm it definitely- on one point two five. Maybe I will. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I have to do a half day tomorrow for work, so maybe I'll start that and just go. Yeah, like, yeah I think that'll that's the move right there. Yeah, I think my ADHD really prevents me from which I haven't gotten diagnosed yet, but whatever. But I just cannot focus on that show. Like I just it just there's no through line for me, and so I I will watch it, but then I I will watch it, but I have no idea what happened, and I don't know. Yeah. I need to fix that, but. Yeah. But then the thought of going back and watching all these episodes to process what I did not process is just it seems like torture. There's a there's an amazing race wiki for that that can like tell you the major plot points that Mm. you might have missed. But yeah, 90 minutes is too long for amazing race. But Survivor, perfect. It can really build up to this epic stuff. And do you feel I felt this was one of the most electrifying like, it's not that the vote was that crazy. We see stuff like that happen all the time where people are like, okay, let's go. Let's let's go for hit them from the left side at Gardo. But we don't see, we don't see like this type of electrifying exit all the time. And I found this to be absolutely captivating. The music, the silence, the reaction. Yes. Kelly, it was giving me shades of Michaela's exit, which again was not that groundbreaking, yes. but the reaction yes. was incredible. I really enjoyed this. I feel like there there have been some episodes where you kind of know how the vote's going to go. And once you start getting – once you start seeing the votes coming in, it's kind of like, okay. Like, I genuinely did not think that Caleb was going to be safe this round. I really thought he was going to go home. So even though that was, like, the more exciting tribal council of the split tribal mm-hmm. – it really felt self-explanatory to me. Same with voting out Sifu. I thought that, well, I thought that was the wrong decision. I agree with you that they should have really got out Drew here. Mm-hmm. I, I like that felt like a foregone conclusion to me. So, I, you know, we have to watch it because we need to see what happens and, um, you know, say our goodbyes to those players. I, it wasn't necessarily like groundbreaking or really riveting exits that we were watching here this exit was from the shot in the dark to lot shot in the dark happening here where i was like is he gonna also be safe like what like to getting the votes in for jake and then going into 
Kelly getting a vote, like to the Kelly votes, Kelly's reaction. This really, even when you knew, like I knew at a certain point, once we started seeing the Kelly votes that it was going to be Kelly here, but I was really shocked to see that like this, like the reactions, the music, Jake, the whoa, after like all of it. I just like, there are some tribal councils that you don't really know how to feel afterwards. And that was one of them because you just like, you need to process what you just watched here. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was so good, so devastating, but so good. And I think a lot of people lost their winner picks here in this episode. I lost my winner pick. You lost your winner pick. Yeah, she was my winner pick and I still stand by it. I mean, I was between her and Caleb and- they kind of went out back to back and they're both yeah. incredible. I the thing is, I think that they could have win they could win another season, you know. I think I think also in the new era too, like these are people that were like clearly some of the most capable people in their original tribes. But yeah. that if you don't have the power after the merge, that's the most threatening thing. And Kelly was playing a very, very good game. And just because she's 10th place, is she 10th place or 11th? Either way, one of the two. I think she's 10th place. Yeah, she's 10th place. Yeah. Yes, because Jay was 13, 12, 11, 10. Yeah, so 10th place is not really reflective, in my opinion, of the type of player that she was because she was like really in the mix, controlling things and doing a very good job. And sometimes it's just, sometimes you can be held back by the people around you or the circumstances that you're in and it's not necessarily reflective of you as a person or a player. I agree. I I when we have returning seasons and stuff like that, or if we're talking about our, like the players we want to see return again, I like when we get mixes of placements. Like I Mm -hmm. like when we, I don't think that it's necessary. I don't want to see like a season full of finalists or when, you know, or winners, but um, I, I don't think that like the player themselves, their placement is indicative of like what they brought to the show. Like, Mm -hmm. I still talk about the tribal council that Sabaya went out. Like, I would love to see Sabaya return again. Even if she plays exactly the same way, she was so entertaining. And, uh, like, I loved every bit of screen time I got with her. And she was the third boot that season. And But that, I don't think, is indicative of, like, my enjoyment of her or Mm -hmm. the season or, like, or of, like, her returning chances as a player and I think Kelly is very similar like she got 10th place but I think she was a very big player in here I think if she did return she does have a very good chance of winning because I don't think she is someone that people are going to be trying to target versus like you know if we if we got a bigger personality like Emily coming in Mm -hmm. here that I don't I I think she's capable of lasting longer I don't know if she would be given that option if she places how I think she is going to and then plays again. Right. No, no, no. That's that's definitely true. And I think the thing is also like a lot of these players are capable, very capable, but it's it's also circumstance that determines um how successful they'll be. So what I mean by that is that, you know, if you look at um, you know, 43 or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the power core centered around Jesse. But that doesn't mean the other players were not good. But in the current, yeah. like if everybody trusts Jesse, then that will be how 
the game kind of plays out a little bit in that particular season, but that might not be the same again if it were to happen again. Like people, somebody else that's unexpected might be the core where everybody trusts them. And it just so happens to be like the way it's almost like individual relationships add up to a bigger culture. And I think that's yeah. often what happens on Survivor where you'll get somebody that's like incredibly powerful, but also it could have been anybody in a, in a weird way. And not to say that there's not skill there for sure. Like there is, but sometimes it is also about circumstance. Um, there's a lot of luck on Survivor. Yeah, I agree. And I think that with, you know, a lot of people try to stay away from the idea that luck doesn't play a factor in Survivor. But I think you do have to have some, like with everything that happens in Survivor, there has to be some modicum of like luck that goes into yeah. every game. Sometimes you have all the luck. And sometimes you do not have any of it. And yeah. that is just something like there are some things with Survivor in general that are just going to be out of people's control. Mm -hmm. And uh, it sucks, but it's also what makes the show so fascinating because there, no matter how good of a player you are, you can't control everything about your fate. Yeah, definitely. And I, I agree 100%. But I think, yeah. I think in the new era as well, and a lot of people were like, Oh my gosh, there's two quitters. This is like terrible cast casting is a problem, blah blah blah. But it's like casting isn't really the problem here. And if you look at the way that the cast show is casted now, um, there are a lot more per per season, there are more players that could win than there ever have been before. Yeah. I think. And so it makes the competition more difficult in some ways because you have more real contenders. We're not playing with Wendy Joe anymore. God bless her. But you know, we don't have the fodder of ghost Island where half the people don't know what they're doing anymore. Like that's just not how the show's cast yes. anymore. Yeah, I definitely, it does seem like they're, they're veering more towards personal stories and versus <laughs> the, like when they used to pick a lot more personality uh, mm -hmm. cast members, like people that probably won't win, but for however long they're there, they're going to give like a good edit or yeah. a potentially good uh, good moments for the camera here. And that's why when you get um, both, it's like striking gold. Yes. And I do really <laughs> like this cast. I think like yeah. a lot of them could fit into both where I agree. Like the there's a lot of players here that I think could win a season, if not this mm. season, um, which makes it really hard to pin down who I think is actually going to win. But we also have a lot of like big personalities that have been voted out and are still in this season. Like are still winning contenders. And I love that. I love when we get yeah. both. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Totally. Now, Omer, before yeah. I send you on your way so you can go eat dinner. Um, I have one last task before we close up the episode. We do yes. a sign and we do this separately. We pick an episode MVP. So you can have Ooh. any, any, we have no criteria. It's like your personal episode MVP. It could be, it could be the person that was voted out. It could be a person that you think is going to win. It could be the person that's voted out next. It could be just this person made me laugh oh. once and that is my pick. So it's just like whatever your criteria is for your episode MVP. Okay. Um, do I go first? I can go first if you want to, or you can go first. Either's fine. Okay. How about you go first? Because okay. if I'm very much between two people. And if you pick okay. one, I'll go with the other. I don't think you're gonna pick who I'm picking. Um okay. I I'm I'm going with Bruce because 
he made me laugh this episode. And even if uh, he was likely going home, if he didn't win immunity, he did win immunity. And it led to a lot of really funny moments here. And I don't think I've given Bruce the episode MVP yet, but he's been super entertaining for me personally. I love the villain edit of him. So I, I'm just really enjoying it. I think it's time. I think that like a Bruce MVP here is needed. Okay. I very much respect it. That would have been my, like, maybe my heart pick, I guess. But I was yeah. like, I'm going to go. There's two people that I was between in the sense of um, one, I think strategically, you know, mm-hmm. played above all the rest and got what they wanted at the end of the day mm-hmm. in Drew. And the other one was just serving from moment one all the way to the very end and um, somehow survived. And that's Jake. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for the whole through line of the whole episode, rather than just the last five or 10 minutes, I'm going to have to go with Jake. I love that choice. Drew is like the strategic, obvious, like MVP of mm-hmm. the episode. Three chizzy points. Yes. He, he is getting the chizzy points as we speak. I can like feel the chill up my spine mm-hmm. that like, yeah, he's, the, he's racking up the chizzy points, but this, this podcast is about vibes and we pick who we want to pick for <laughs> any criteria we want here. So yes, Jake yes. and Bruce, I think they'd be happy to know they're the episode MVPs for this episode. And you know what? Drew will get his MVP in the chizzy charts. So I yeah, think exactly. everybody wins. Yes. And you can't have everything, Drew. Like, you're still in the game and you got the chizzy points. You can't also be the MVP if I don't know about that. There are rules. Right. Yes. Right. Well, there are rules. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, Omar. This has been so much fun. I have had such a great time and I learned a lot. So, and we had a lot of tangents and I love tangents. So, mm-hmm. just it just worked out on many levels. And I just wanted to end with asking, uh, where can people follow you? And is there anything you would like to promote? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a great time. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Homer Zahir. No, no. Ozahir24. And then X or Twitter um, at Omer Zahir DBM. Those are my two, two social media platforms. All right. Awesome. And then you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Classically Gia for all of my reality TV shenanigans. Over on uh, Inside Survivor, I'm doing my weekly roundups with my good friend, Christine Palin. This is a Survivor podcast, so please follow the Survivor Diversity campaign at Surf Diversity on Twitter. That's at S-U-R-V Diversity. And then finally on Silent Podcast, obviously I am doing our weekly recaps of U.S. Survivor. But also, please listen to our other work, including Slosh Survivor, which will have some new episodes coming out soon. That is our combination of Drunk History and Survivor. And it's been a great time, and I can't wait to see what the episodes are next. Thank you all so much for taking part and listening to this wonderful podcast. I've had a great time, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Bye! Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.